This is the Circle City News with Madison. And Mark, and I would like to take a quick shout out to our sponsor, Law Office of Mark Nicholson. He fights against the travesty of justice and he has made this podcast possible today. This is Circle City News. Today is Saturday, February 5th. I'm Allie, and I'll be hosting today with Madison Nevea. And today we have on Caitlin. So, Caitlin, I've known you for a little bit through a mutual friend and everything. Um, so you're from Fort Wayne originally, right? Yep, from Fort Wayne originally. So you you've been thrifting for a long time now. And we talked off camera about this business that you're starting up. What made you decide to go from thrifting and making this like a casual thing to opening up a business? Um, honestly, so me and my boyfriend, Isaac, who I'm starting it with, we knew we wanted to eventually open up a business together, but um, we did not, the time was not right for us to do that then when we actually got the building that we are now open in honestly it was all my stepdad he owned a record store for seven years and one day just came up to us and was like hey do you guys want to look at buildings like I have this loan and I want to start a new record store and I want you guys to start your business in there with me and just about how good it would be for the community and how Fort Wayne doesn't have anything like that and then after hearing that and just hearing that like oh my God, it's a perfect situation. Like records and music and vintage go so well together. Like it just kind of was like all clicked. And in my head, I wasn't like 100% certain about uh, the traditional path after high school anyway, going to college. I didn't know if I wanted to do that yet. And Isaac didn't really know what he wanted to do yet. So we were like, yeah, let's put our all into this. Like this is something we love and that we're both like really good at. Um, and so, yeah, that's pretty much how we decided that it wasn't going to just be like a hobby anymore and that we wanted to make it like our full-time job pretty much. That's awesome. So where do you, where do you get your inventory? Where do you even look to start with shopping for clothes and I guess like getting the products for the store? Yeah. So we get them from a bunch of different places, honestly, um, Isaac is and pretty much has always been our sourcer. That's like his area of expertise in the business pretty much. But the majority of our clothes that are going to be in there, we get from other vendors. So just from other people who sell vintage, usually they have the best pieces that we want with bulk prices. Um, or we'll go to the Goodwill bins, which we go to Indy for the Goodwill bins because there's none here in Fort Wayne. Um, but we get a lot of clothes from there. We've come home with probably close to 600 pounds of clothes before. Um, yes. yeah, so we get a lot of clothes from there. That's just like filler stuff. And we probably get like our, you know, expensive pieces or like really nice pieces from other vintage resellers. Um, yeah, like we have, some guy named Dominique in Chicago, who's this, like pretty, he looks like if you saw him, you might think he was homeless. He's 76 and he lives in an upstairs apartment in Chicago above 
round two vintage if you know where that is he took us up there one day to see his clothes and it's just like piles of fur coats piles of leather piles of louis bags like piles and piles and piles of this stuff it's so our vendor is like we don't get everything from them because the prices are obviously going to be more expensive if you're getting quality stuff but um the goodwill bins is our backup I guess if we and it's a great place to go like it's super fun and we find a lot of good stuff there too but those are like the main bins for the first time since being here in Indianapolis that is a treat I did not know, and I went towards clothes, so that was my mistake, but I did not know that you just weigh it all up, you just weigh, it's by weight, and I'm like, wow, this is just a godsend. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's insane, it's insane. Love it. Well, that's why we don't have those in the South, or in Florida, at least, the, the weighted bins, Goodwill, never heard of that. That's a, that must be a city thing. Yeah, it's basically where you can pick a bunch of clothes and it's like $1.97 a pound to buy them all. So they weigh them up in your cart at the end and then you just pay for by pound for them. So it's super cheap and like really good. But there's tons of people there and sometimes it's like almost impossible to like they will <laughs> jump in front of you and push you out of the way and like <laughs> and it smells bad so yeah and it's not organized it's not organized at all unlike like a goodwill where it's like you know here are the clothes and here's this it's just big old bins honey and you dig your way to the bottom to find your little bucket of gold down there because it's worth <laughs> it but you gotta dig yeah, yeah. You ditch all that other stuff, all that hassle, and go straight to Deadstock storefront, Caitlin's storefront. Skip that nonsense. Go straight to the stores. She's got all the good stuff. Good, you know. <laughs> so that's exciting. A- oh, go ahead, Ali. Oh no, no. I was just, I was gonna ask about what are you looking for? Like, I know that there's so much that you're digging through. Like, what is like the gold for you? Oh my gosh. Um. Say no hobby. <laughs> yeah, like what we're looking for, like in the clothes specifically. Yeah, and like shoes, are you like looking for that too? Okay, yeah. So basically there is a bunch of different types of vintage pretty much. Like there's true vintage, which is like, I'd say anywhere from the 70s and earlier is probably true vintage. We're more just focusing on why... Um, on like what kids were today as like a bunch of people say when I like explain it to them it's stuff from the 70s 80s 90s y2k clothes um just stuff that there's not really a store for around yet besides probably naptown thrift in indy one of my favorite places ever but um yeah that's mostly what we're looking for it's really easy now that we've been doing it for so long to like go to the bins and find vintage clothes because like I know when I feel it Isaac knows it when he sees it like we both just know what it is and um so yeah we're mostly looking for stuff from 70s 80s 90s early 2000s that's what we're trying to gear our audience towards just because we're trying to be more of like um inclusive towards people our age who are getting into vintage and like thrifting and stuff like there is a vintage store in Fort Wayne right now 
um, they mostly gear towards true vintage. And so there's not really anything like that in Fort Wayne at the moment. So that's what we're trying to be is the first of the styles you see on Instagram and like, you know, TikTok. Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. I know you mentioned off screen. I think something about the, like how good that'll be for the community. And that's so true. Like you're definitely like paving a groove for something new in your community. Like that's what it's all yeah. about. It's awesome. It's freaking great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, awesome too, to like, really proud of you. Awesome. Like this young people, these young people kind of thriving and creating this business, creating this uh, sense of community by doing these types of things, because we have this, uh, you know, atypical, you know, expectation for youth once they graduate high school, right? Okay, go to college, get a job, you know, be in debt, society, <laughs> get that nine to five, you know? And okay. I, I think it's cool that you and Isaac kind of took that that anormal, atypical expectation and put that to the side and did something that is, you know, p- something you're passionate about and something that's, you know, not atypical. It kind of and trailblazing in your community path for other people that you know yeah. it's not just you don't have to just immediately go to college. You know, you yeah, can try to do this different outlet, try to, you know, there's other options and you are very successful and somebody that, you know, these people can look up to. So I can applaud you for that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, okay. You mentioned that it was in the Fort Wayne, Indiana, mm-hmm. um, and you said it was the, the old wild world liquor store location. Is that, was that correct? So it's Wildwood Liquors, and basically it's a pretty um, iconic liquor store here. You'll see a bunch of people say, like, my parents' age and stuff, because it was a liquor store back then on Broadway in, like, the, I guess it wasn't, it was the not-so-bad, like, not-so-good part of town back then. So, like, (laughs) they had, um, they got, like, shot up a lot and had a lot of gun violence go on, a lot of domestic violence in the neighborhood around and drug use um there isn't so much anymore it's definitely getting better because of all the development Fort Wayne's done but it's a very iconic building like the first t-shirt that they made Wildwood Liquors it was like shoot on down to Wildwood Liquors because they have so many shootings there so we created that shirt and did our own kind of merch with it but, That's so punk. Yeah, I love it. Take a bad situation. I know, <laughs> and nobody's been in there for like years. So I made sure to like sage yeah. it and yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Was, like none of this negative energy before. <laughs> nope. So yeah, girl, you need to have me come in and do do some protection spell work in that in that establishment, honey. We will make sure that place is cleansed. <laughs> Go okay. on down. Okay. So when is your official opening of this store? So this Tuesday is oh, our Oh my opening. gosh. Yeah, we were going to be open Thursday, but storm came and she went and uh, yeah, we had to push her back. <laughs> so yeah, we're opening Tuesday. We're having like a soft opening that's invite only on Monday just to like you know, get things up and running. And so that it'll be all of our closest friends and people there and they won't care if we mess up or if oh our surprise special. Yeah. So it'll be a lot of fun. I'm super excited. It's very nerve wracking because like it seems that like everything falls into place last minute every time with these kind of things. So 
there's still some stuff we're waiting on. I know it's scary, like literally two days before we open, but <laughs> we've made every other deadline. And so, yeah, it's super exciting. That's so funny that you said soft opening because I don't know. Okay, kind of kind of off topic, but you know, on Shit's Creek, when mm-hmm. he opens Rose Apothecary, Apothecary, whatever it's called. Apothecary, so yes, what yes. What kind of opening are you doing? We're going to do a soft, we're going to do a soft opening or we're going to do, you know. <laughs> I was going to ask you that question and you just completely took it out of my mouth. So that's awesome. <laughs> but when he goes, uh, just as long as it's not hard. Yeah. He's like, oh, I just said that. That's I cool. love Shit's Creek. So, uh, more about your store, I guess. What are your hours? Like, how, what is it going to look like? When can people Yes. Okay, so we're going to be open um, Tuesday to Saturday, 10 to 7. So we're going to be closed Sundays and Mondays. A lot of vintage events are Sundays. So we want to be able to go to those. And Mondays we're going to be used for meeting with our vendors or going to the bins or just getting more inventory in general. Um, Yeah, obviously now I still have my job, my real job, not for longer, for sure. Um, But so Isaac will be probably in the store most of the time at first. And we don't have any employees to start out with. We have someone who's like helping us a bunch, but we don't have any employees. Um, and also our business and my stepdad Morrison's, who's doing Welcome Back Records in the same building, are completely different LLCs. So um, we ring stuff out at a different cash register based oh. on records or clothes. Yeah, so just you know, for tax purposes. And we didn't want to have a partnership business. We wanted it to be our own. So if we wanted to branch out from each other in the future, we could. So yeah, there'll be two different cash registers, one for Desktop Vintage and one for Welcome Back Records. So that's pretty much the big idea of it. Um, it's a really big space, really, really, really big. It has three ba- three bathrooms, Yeah, one that we're using as a bathroom, obviously, and one that we're going to use as a fitting room, which is super cool because like most little vintage stores you go into don't even have fitting rooms or bathrooms. So we were super like it literally worked out perfectly this place. Um, But yeah, that's basically basically what's what it's going to look like on a day to day basis. Um, Yeah, that's so oh nice. Opening next week. That's crazy. That's yeah. Good luck. Get it. Thank you so much. <laughs> I will you need have that. a website or places that I could pay maybe or we could purchase items online. Is there an online inventory yet? Is that something that you're thinking about? So that's a, that's how we started. Is completely okay. online. Yeah, that's how we started is completely online. So we have an Instagram page that we sell our clothes on. And then we also do Depop and eBay. I wouldn't check now to buy anything because with opening and everything, it's been almost impossible to like, you know, list stuff and make sure we're getting it shipped out on time. So we just kind of put a hold on that and have been stockpiling inventory right now. But we're definitely going to get back on posting. Our Instagram's just deadstockvintagefw, Fort Wayne. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, but we sell on there. That's literally how we started. And we started in August and now we're at 1k followers. So yeah, it's super exciting. Um, you guys should definitely follow. We'll be posting yeah. again. Depop's going to be 
Yes, and we will have that in the description as well as the location of the store too. Okay, Absolutely. great. Thank you. Yeah, Depop's going to be a big one that we're going to be selling on, um, but we've just been literally insanely busy with starting <laughs> sure. our store up. So yeah, I haven't gotten the chance to post new stuff. Well, claps for a young businesswoman. Yeah, I'm just going to say that's awesome. Yeah, making big, big moves. This is great. <laughs> Thank you. That's so cool. And it's been really cool too to see like more of the behind the scenes. I know that you guys have like painted it and everything and kind of like gotten it set up. So it's super cool to see that you are like reopening this space and making it like such a positive thing. So, oh yeah, really cool. Thank you. Yeah, it looks like completely different from when we first got it compared to what we've done all of all that we've done has been renovations so we've been renovating it for months right now you're Mm -hmm. paving a way for new people I mean for young people and a way of being able to run small businesses and for that we commend you thank you so much Caitlin for coming on here and talking with us yeah of course so Fort Wayne Indy keep an eye out for dead stock on the corner of what were those streets again Broadway and Wildwood. Broadway and Wildwood. Awesome. Get on down to Broadway and Wildwood. (laughs) (laughs) So I know that in most thrift stores, they have like this option where if say I wanted to come in and sell something to you, is that also a possibility? Like consignment. Oh, oh, wait. Are you buying as well? Like from like customers? The consignment, right? here. Yeah. So actually, okay. So both is a yes, we do both of that. So with the sneaker piece of the store, obviously it's like, it's very, very, very expensive to buy 25 pairs of sneakers and um, have them out on the floor by the time we open. Being 19 and 20 and just moving out, we didn't really have money like that. So we're consigning our sneakers at first. So um, we have a guy who has like a ton of sneakers and basically it's going to be his sneakers in there. We're just going to take a percentage of the sales. Um, And then he gets pretty much all the money from the sneakers at first, just to really get us up and on our feet, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, that's people coming in and selling stuff is like probably what we're most excited for, for when we actually open up, just because right now our vendors are in Indy, Chicago, Kentucky like we have to drive far for all of them so it's going to be really cool to have a place that people come to us and like bring us stuff and I know that's what's going to happen with this like people already do come to us asking to sell us stuff and just give us clothes to put in the shop and stuff and so um yeah we definitely are interested in buying off people we do store credit gift cards everything so um yeah we definitely will buy off people who come to the shop we already have actually had people into the shop and done some deals with them um yeah we do all of the above that is so cool that is so exciting for you guys yeah we're looking for people to like consign jewelry or something like that that's kind of in our in our lane or aesthetic or whatever um but yeah it's a work in progress but I assume it will be for like probably a couple years so (laughs) congratulations yeah thank you so much it's insane so exciting to see this come up 
Um, well, thank you so much, Caitlin, for coming on today. It's been amazing talking to you and learning more about Deadstock Vintage. Um, right now, we're going to delve more into the news side of the segment. If you want to stay on or if you want to hop off, feel free to do whatever you want. Um, but thank you again for coming on. Yes, thank you, Caitlin, for sharing your story. This is awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. I was so excited to do this. Oh, yay! Thank you. Yeah, nice to meet you all. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. So, Allie, you got a news segment, or what are we thinking? Yeah, so I I actually have some global news to share. Global. I don't know if you guys have been hearing about the Olympics and more of like the startup of that, but they actually started yesterday in Beijing, the Winter Olympics. Um, they're continuing until the twentieth of February. And it's, um, I know that today they have like freestyle skating, speed skating, snowboarding, like snowboarding's I think on, um, it's on later on tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern time, but just a bunch of cool things going on. So that'll be fun to check out. Yes, and I did. Yes, and I did see that you can stream it live on NBCOlympics.com. So if you're not sure where it is on TV, you can always stream it online at NBCOlympics.com. Noted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. If that's your interest, definitely check it out. I mean, it is kind of a rare thing. So I love the Olympics. I think they're sick. Beijing. Oh, hell yeah. Beijing. Of course, they politicize, they'll politicize anything and just life, life. They'll do that. But I think the Olympics are so cool. Like to say I'm the best at this on the whole planet. And nobody can be like, no, you're not. You're like, no, my gold medal. <laughs> I promise you, I'm the best. <laughs> no, it's crazy. That is such a title. Like, it's yeah, right. The honestly, the Winter Olympics are crazy in comparison to the summer. I know everybody loves the summer; is just familiar with it. But the things that they do in the Winter Olympics, like if you do it wrong, you die. Like, there's mm -hmm. no margin for error. Like the the one where they're in the little thing and they're the going around. Was that cart thing yeah. yeah what is that i know people it's are like oh the I do it, right the bargaining where they're like I'm oh gonna, yeah gonna go down that little uh, ice cap that's crazy it's so, <laughs> fast. Oh, so fast oh fuck yeah so love the winter olympics that's gonna be a good good time for the next two weeks Amped um, up. yeah well i'm gonna bring in a little local news if that's okay with anybody yeah. Um, so in light of the one life lost on I-65, I think it was a couple days ago, um, somebody ran off the, the road because of the snow and everything. There is um, the National Guard has set 240 troops to assist stranded drivers on over 60 Indiana highways. Um, so if you see a bunch of tanks or people in uniforms, um, we're not being invaded. Uh, it's just because of the snow and it's dangerous to drive. So the National Guard's out there helping, helping drivers navigate through the snow. Um, yep, just a little bit. <laughs> yes. I can't tell you how many times though I've seen like, you know, like the tanks on the highway, you're like, oh boy, what's <laughs> happening here? You know, they're busting something, pop it off. And then, you know, they're just being good Samaritans and being, doing their thing. Oh, wow, they're being civil servants? That's... That's new. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice that they're being proactive about this. I know in um 
well, I'm in Virginia right now and there's not really a lot of snow. It's actually warming up. But recently, I think it was like Thursday, there was a huge snowstorm. And in Fort Wayne, there was like, I don't even know, like 16 inches. Like it's insane. Oh yeah, no, the snow here is absolutely. Well, here's the thing. Okay, I'm from Michigan personally, right? So yeah, I'm used to a little bit of snow here and there. I remember one <laughs> walking to school, going to Western Michigan University, okay? Walking to school, it was negative 32 degree wind chill and there was still class. Okay, so when I came, you know, having the first big snowstorm here in Indiana, right? First big snowstorm for me, you know, I'm over here like, I drive in this. <laughs> I drive in this. And then businesses like my restaurant, Restaurant de Roma and Carmel that I work at, it, we shut down the last few days. And yeah, for me, I'm like, uh, you know, this is why I have a Jeep, Jeep life. But if you don't have <laughs> all-wheel drive or all-wheel drive, you better stay your ass in, ho- in the house because you're going to get stuck out there and be even more concerned <laughs> about the snow than you would be in the pleasure of your own home. Damn. <laughs> wow. So just be cautious out there, Indiana drivers. Snow is not a joke. (laughs) Uh, Another little local uh, piece of news, the Fountain Square Neighborhood Association has raised $24,000 in 20 days to fix and repair 1,000 feet of broken sidewalks in Fountain Square. Um, And this just happened this past week. So the Fountain Square Neighborhood Association, um, if you're feeling charitable this February season, definitely reach out and donate to that cause because they are working in hand in hand, in hand to, to repair the city. Um, so they're planning on doing a hundred or a thousand feet of broken sidewalks to make the space more livable and more um, walkable friendly. I think it was the term that they used. Walk um, friendly, so, yeah. I'm here for it. Right? That's pretty cool, I thought. <laughs> I didn't know that the sidewalks were that busted. That's new news to me. I know the roads. Oh, I, right. <laughs> I know the roads are busted. I have busted five tires, pop tires oh. um, since living in Indianapolis. So, oh my goodness. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. I'm not one to pop a tire. Okay. I've had my license since 16 years old, sweetheart. How am I getting this many pop tires and within one year? Right. Remember, I think it was like had to be probably a handful of podcasts ago. We talked about how the government raised a bunch of money. The indie government raised a bunch of money, like a million or so dollars, to start repairing the roads. I think in the spring or March time they uh, are supposed to be working on that. So definitely keep an eye out for that. And if not, (laughs) talk to your you know your local representatives and kind of get the scoop there. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> definitely. And I like that the repairs and everything, it's happening also in Fountain Square area because I know that for me, when I first moved to Indy, Fountain Square was kind of an area where I would like take people who wanted to visit. It's just such a beautiful like public place. So, it's cute. Okay, you guys know what, what Fountain Square is. You've heard of it before. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, raise the bar. So it's like downtown, you got like, you know, this nice little area, you got the little, you know, monument that's right there in like the center of downtown. And you got, you know, the Columbia Club, you got the mall, you got all this different stuff going on downtown. And it is kind of a big touristy part too, when people come and visit Indy. Mm-hmm. So having that, those sidewalks and whatnot being revamped, that's going to be important. Yeah, exactly. Especially with all of the restaurants and new restaurants opening up in that area, that will be really good. Huge. 
Oh yeah, got it out. Does anybody have any more news? Oh, sorry, Ali, go ahead. We've been yeah. So I have a I have a quick little sports segment to talk about. So I don't know if you guys are into football or into anything like following the NFL. Oh, but yeah. Tom Brady actually retired. He had uh, he announced his retirement on this past Tuesday, um, for from the Super Bowl and from just his career. Like he is not going to be in the NFL anymore after 22 seasons. Wow. So, was he ske- like scheduled? Was is his team in the Super Bowl this year or not? No, I think that. Like, I mean, it's debatable, but that's like part of the reason too, is they're not really in it. And, you know, I'm not losing. He had his fair share of times. I mean, he, he's a seven time Super Bowl champion. So I think that's, oh, yeah. that's he's a hot topic. Yeah. I mean, I get it, Tom Brady. I understand that, you know, you're over it. It's been a lot of years in the spotlight. You know, it's a yeah. lot of, you know, there's a lot that goes into, you know, being a celebrity. I'm sure a lot of Americans that are like football dedicated, like put a lot of pressure on him to kind of like uphold his like oh, stature yeah. too, you know, like there's that relief of not having to prove yourself to anybody anymore. Yeah. Good for him. I had a table the other day that was like, you know, they had mentioned, they're like, oh yeah, you know, today, Tom Brady retired from the NFL. He's like, the world's going to shit and i'm like <laughs> oh well i guess like, know that. like team tom brady and they ended up tipping me like super fat on that tip because they're like this is for tom brady <laughs> <laughs> okay you're like god bless tom brady, tom brady. yeah i love that <laughs> that's so funny Ooh, i thought of another sports thing that literally blew my mind the other day when somebody suggested it um Snoop Dogg's doing the Super Bowl with Dr. Dre and Eminem and Mary J Blige Mary J Blige what yes queen we're about to have all the people that represent our generation all up on that stage I am literally I feel like life will never be the same we will (laughs) not be the same people post that performance like bigots will be gone well all the bigots will vanish in one performance like uh, that's going to change Snoop Dogg on stage at a football event. One of the biggest football events in America. One of the biggest events in America. We know how traditional Ameri- like Americans are like mm-hmm. Olympics, a weed smoker oh. on stage. Yeah. Are you kidding? I don't know that that is going to shake stuff up. I'm really excited about that. That's that really would be crazy. Great. I think it's, it's next Sunday, right? Is when the Super Bowl is. Where is I it? I do believe is it in California? Los Angeles. In it's Los- in Los Angeles. Uh, okay. <laughs> that will be super cool to watch. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm freaking excited. Yeah. Well, that's all that I have for. Well, I have a little tidbit. Ooh, um, nice. Wanted to share with you guys. So, um, I, you know, with my modeling stuff, I have some updates that are kind of going on there. So, I've been working on this project. I can't share too much. I can't share too much because we haven't um, met with the lawyers to do all the copyrights and stuff and whatnot. But um, essentially, I've been working on this project with this photographer out of Ohio, and it's been going on for a little bit over a year now. And we're kind of essentially, um, we worked on interviewing these different people from all different walks of life. Um, If you've ever seen the YouTube series called White, um, White Coat Underbelly or something like that, it's a very similar series. 
um, you essentially, you know, bring these people in, you talk about their life and their, you know, their paths and what they've kind of gone through up until that point. And the cool thing with this project is that I just recently went down to Ohio for the documentary part of it. Um, initially, we did the photo shoot. Um, and then we did the photo shoot based on actually one of the poems that I wrote myself called Shattered Glass. So the caption to my photos in this book are going to be poetry that I've written myself. And then we did the photos based on the poem. So shattered glass, we had a ton of shattered glass in the, in the photo shoot and in, in the set and, you know, essentially brought in that, um, you know, brought that poem to life. But the documentary part of it, which was fun, it, it allowed me an opportunity to take, you know, Nevea which is, you know, my modeling name. My Nevea is, you know, she's been in the industry for 10 years, that's me. Um, but there's another side of Nevea that people don't really know too much about yet. And this documentary is gonna kind of bring that, bring that to light. And I'm really, really, really excited to be able to have that published. So stay tuned. We have some updates coming in hot. Oh my gosh, yay. Really excited. Um, and another thing too, I have a spiritual business. I think I've talked about that before, uh, Simply Tarot with B. Um, you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Instagram, but um, essentially I've kind of revamped up and redone some things with my spiritual business too. They're kind of more efficient and whatnot. And, you know, I've had just had a client reading from a client in Canada the other day and a client back home in Michigan and they're in, I've kind of been putting it off, you know, because I've had other fish to fry and, you know, I've been kind of coming in well, some new monthly specials and some new things going on. So if you ever had a reading, if you've ever needed some guidance or some spiritual understanding, holler at your girl. I'm here for you. I'm back and I'm live. And Nevaeh, you do readings that are tarot and crystal healing via your um, your online portal. That's how people can find you. Awesome. Yep. And the name uh, of that was, Facebook, one more time, I'm so sorry. Facebook.com slash Simply Tarot with B, or you can find me on Instagram, Simply Tarot with B. Um, I do tarot readings. I do pendulum readings. I have a spiritual medium, so I assist clients in contacting particular spirits for them to connect with and kind of have these conversations with. Um, and I do different kinds of spell work as well. So if there's any sort of need um, or any sort of curiosity, feel free to hit me up. I know that my rates compared to other people that are in this industry are significantly lower because and personally, I feel like if you're gifted right, and you have these gifts, um, it's kind of a responsibility, not necessarily something that you uh, that you make money off of doing, right? But you know, it does have a physical, spiritual, and mental impact on me, especially when I'm embodying a spirit and doing that type of work for a client, because I take on the way that that client maybe passed away. So if they had a heart attack, I during the reading I'll have severe heart pain, or you know, if they died of lung cancer, I'll have difficulty breathing. Uh, and those things kind of like play a role in those rates, but, you know, I'm a lot cheaper than the average Joe because I just kind of can't bring myself to charge money for these types of things, you know? So well, you're a light worker. Yeah. You're not a money worker. You're, you know, sending the spiritual message. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, it's a really quick little tidbit here. I had a client, a regular client. Uh, she contacted me the other day, got a message and this is for everybody just to hear, hear this out too, forewarning. She got a message from somebody on TikTok. And TikTok's a really big platform for people that read tarot, right? So she got a message from somebody on TikTok that was an apparent tarot reader. And uh, it, just awful. It said, yo, we have a message for you. I have a message for you. Um, you know, are you interested? First of all, people will never contact you saying they have a message for you. It's a very rare occasion that somebody would ever do that, okay? Keep that in mind. 
And they're like, no, thanks. You know, my client, Amanda was her name. Shout out to Amanda. She was like, no, thanks. And essentially this person then proceeded to uh, tell her that she was going to die and that death was upon her, right? So she's freaking out, freaking out, naturally so, right? Contacts me because, you know, I'm her person. And she's like, what is this, right? What's going on? And we kind of broke it down. I broke down some other things that are going on in her life. We did a reading and it lasted a little over an hour. And essentially, you know, it, it, it was bullshit, okay? No one's gonna, no one's gonna tell you, hey, you're gonna die, okay? So that's just messed up. Because spirit's weird about life and death, okay? You'll rarely get any specifics when it comes to life and death, everything around it. But when this person's like, you're going to die, you need this reading. I, I, I was just quick to be like, we need to look further into this, right? But <laughs> the, and the moral of the story is that keep an eye out for these types of readers. There's a lot of people that just read the cards just to read the cards. And then there are people that, you know, do this for the money. Right. And clearly this individual was reaching out to this client and using a scare tactic to be able to get them to pay them for a reading. And that is just never going to happen because that's messed up. Um, so no worries, you know, no worries, but just keep an eye out for these fake people because, you know, like I said, there's a lot of people that are gifted and not really gifted. There are people that just read the cards um, and somebody like me, I hear it and then I see it. So you get like that double effort there. Um, but just don't put, don't trust these TikTok readers. Yeah, that's a good forewarning because I've gotten some Twitter and some Instagram DMs from people that do the exact same thing. And they gave me a reading too. And I was like, no, thank you. Thank you for your time. And she like proceeded to like message me six times. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm all about the community, but y'all need to like back up. <laughs> and, yeah. and don't get me wrong. You know, I often have people, I have spirit will knock on my door and be like, knock, knock. I have a message for you. This is for this particular individual. Right. But what happens is that time is fluid. Right. So this message that's coming to me for this person this person will eventually come to me seeking this message. Seeking Unless help. it's something like, and, and rarely is it ever, you know, a health thing, uh, 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 you know, keep an eye out, something's coming your way, like a warning, which rarely happens, you know, I, 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 they will come to you. And any tarot reader that's like pushing their agenda or any spiritual healer or, you know, medium that's kind of just blowing you up like that, nine times out of 10, you know, they're not authentic and you yeah. really need to find that person that is authentic and can kind of not only give you that detailed, descriptive, accurate reading, but also, you know, keep it real at the same time. Because I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've done a reading for a client. I'm like, I'm really sorry to put this this way. It's, it's kind of forward and kind of blunt, but things ain't going to work out with so-and-so. Right. This is you know, yeah. tell it how I see it, but you know, yeah. these, these people are fraudulent sometimes and it's disappointing. 100%. It gets people yeah. in the industry at bad luck. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really big on like you asking permission for healing because when people take it upon themselves to kind of insert this message into the, you like your life, I, it kind of feels like a rape of energy. Like I didn't, if I didn't ask for this and you took it upon yourself to determine that that's what I needed. I don't know. Like I've had, I've had like people project like energy on me and things like that before. And 
I felt extremely uncomfortable. I didn't feel safe. I felt violated. And then I never had a conversation. Like there was never a discussion about it after it was just like something that happened. And I was like, you know, no genuine people would ever put you in a, in a, in a situation where you're looking for healing that they would make you feel violated. That's not real. Magic with spiritual healing, with Reiki, with all of this stuff that falls under that realm. I always say this to my clients and I say this to everybody. Consent is key. Okay. I'm never going to do a love spell on somebody unless I get their permission or talk to them about it. I'm not going to do any sort of hex work unless I get the permission or talk to somebody about it. Because essentially, if you don't get that consent, that's going to come back tenfold. You know, it's just not, it's not a good look. It's not good for you. It's not good for them. You know, like I'm not going to give a reading or give a message to somebody that's either not ready for it or doesn't want to receive it because Mm -hmm. time is fluid. When you're ready, you'll come to me. You know, but at the same time, right. it's like, it is a violation. You know, yeah. it is kind of like, I wasn't ready. You know, that's a lot to take on now. Like, you yeah. And now I feel like, untr- like, like I, I went through a period of feeling untrusting of, I should be able to put all my faith into the the, the divine. And when like a man who is super energy, like, you know, rooted and has the power to like move energy around, you know, and they're taking it upon themselves to project things onto other people it's like it made me feel like how long has he been doing this Mm -hmm. uh would he do it again to other people probably you know him not feeling even at all responsible to have a conversation with me about it about consent or about what had happened was yeah I I was distrusting of that person and now we don't even speak like and that's something that I can say, like that my clients like, and I get, I ask them to write reviews because I, you know, they tell me all this stuff. I'm like, can you just put it on page, you know? But I have a lot of clients kind of tell me some, is that you know, I'm very, I'm very big about, you know, being fluid, being getting that consent, making sure that they understand the process. I think it should be yes. You know, right? Because you know, you're a powerful person, and you know what your power can do that you should be able to explain to somebody, Hey, this is the process. Like if you're that powerful and just going around throwing it at people, like that's not responsible. That's not proper. You go to any of these witch facilities and they're going to be completely upfront about what they do, what their process is and ask you for consent. And you just need to make sure all your spiritual workers are, you know, kind of following that, that guideline too, because I think it's a character flaw when people like take it upon themselves to like, especially in the spirit world to just like throw things at you. I, I was really uncomfortable. Obviously you could tell I'm still like really uncomfortable that that happened. It was like a year yeah, ago. And I'm so <laughs> sorry for your experience because like, like my client, Amanda, you know, like these people come in and just stir the pot and you know, that's the thing with the spiritual realm and this type of work. Is there any physical evidence? You know what I mean? Do I have any statistical data? Probably not. So me explaining and being thorough and being explaining the A, B, and C and following up with you, I record all of my sessions, right? I record all of them from start to finish so that my clients can go back and they can review what we talked about during the session. They can go back and kind of better understand it. And that's something that Amanda did in particular with this reading. She's like, you know, I really want to be able to review, you know, the things that we talked about and kind of, you know. Yeah, focus mm-hmm. more and reflect on and see what came into fruition after that right mm-hmm. and it's like you know those things are important so I know that that's one thing I'm elevating in is the you know uh 
uh, being more efficient and kind of doing these different things in the business side of things. But at the end of the day, unless somebody asks, hey, I need some healing, I need some, you know, send this energy or, you know, I need help handling this, I, I'd be damned if I put myself out there to be able to do something for somebody that they're not asking for, they're not ready for, even if I think it's in their best interest, who am I? You know, how do I know? You know, yeah, I'm a medium and I might know A, B, C, D, and E about, you know, things to come in your life, but who am I to know when it's your time to receive that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's on Definitely. you. That's on you. When you're ready, I'm here. And I'll yeah, make that Yes. Well, definitely all, all of our listeners, make sure you pop in for our uh, February 22nd show. We're going to be having a spiritual episode that'll probably run a little long and we'll have an interview with a spiritual worker and a breath worker. Um, and Nevea is going to, I think, put all her altar stuff and everything and maybe do a little reading or tutorial. I don't know. We're going yeah, but... to have a good time that day. Yeah. So make sure you guys pop out for that. Don't we have a Valentine's Day special going on too? Yeah, we're gonna have a have a episode about you know uh, love stuff. We're gonna do some review of the different toys that we're talking about. Remind me. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I think that that is next weekend. So make sure to tune into that as well. Yeah, pop in February. Definitely all about love. We're I'll excited. get a little review on what the Lush Two. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of it, but it's a love sense toy, and essentially it's a Bluetooth. Um, sex toy that you use and your partners from long distance can control it uh, using an app. So I'm going to have a very thorough review for you folks next week about how that works out and what that's all about. So stay tuned. Wow, we're excited. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Our sponsor is the law office of Mark Nicholson. So thank you for making this all possible. And thank you guys for tuning in. Yay. Check us out next week. Thanks, Indiana. Bye.